One of my favorite lines from the movie happened in the beginning where she's introducing all of her friends uh-huh. and she's talking about Dion and she says, she's my friend because we both know what it's like to have people be jealous of us. And Come I think <laughs> maybe that should be the tagline for our show. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if the mutual feeling is that people are jealous of us. It maybe is annoyed. We both know what it's like to have people annoyed with us. Maybe. Um, That's probably more accurate. Hello, this is Workwives, a podcast about two women joined by a workplace who know a lot about each other and very little about the world. I'm one of your hosts, Taylor. And I'm your other host, Abby. And we really hope our HR department is clueless about this show. (laughs) Uh, That being said, today we're going to be covering the movie Clueless. But before we jump into that, since this is the first episode, we wanted to just take a couple minutes and uh, do a little Q&A, have you guys get to know us. So, uh, Taylor, I've come up with um, a few questions that these questions are so telling after we get through these, the the listeners are going to know a lot more about you. Yikes. Um, the first one is what is a fad in middle school or high school that you really got into? So I was in middle school slash high school in the mid-ish 2000s and things like Abercrombie was a really big fad. The like multi-level polo shirts where you pop the collar. Definitely. Um, puka shell necklaces. 100%. Um, I wanted to be into holy jeans, but my mom, hey mom, uh, would not let me wear them. She would not pay the money for mm-hmm. holy jeans. Why would you pay money to have holes in your clothes? <laughs> Good question. Um, so I did try to make some holy jeans myself. <laughs> Classic. I tried to bleach some. Uh, yep, did that. Um, other than that, anything with my initial on it. A little lowercase t. You loved I'm on it. it. A you purse. Know, limited to had a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I was I, there. Uh, For me, the most regrettable was probably the pantyhose chokers. I was super into those for too long. Very budget-friendly. Very budget-friendly, for sure. Um, Okay, next question. Or should you ask me a question? Should we alternate? We can alternate. Okay, let's alternate. Uh, What's the best vacation you've ever taken? Hmm. I would have to say going to Amsterdam because it has the best memories. That was my first international trip. I got to go with my mom, a friend, her mom, friends and moms, that's always fun. Um, and moms that are friends, you know, all good stuff. I, you know, uh, but I would say the most memorable was one time my family went to Colorado and we uh, went and did the sand dunes in like the middle of the day in the summer. And we had taken off our shoes, left them like at the base of the sand dune Don't mountain. love that. Climbed up. Then the sun got high enough in the sky that it started like scorching the sand to the point of us having burns on our feet that were like <laughs> blistering, bleeding. I was crying. I was literally, I couldn't walk normally. So I would like stick my feet under the sand where it was just like maybe five degrees cooler and just slowly shuffle. It was really bad. That's the most memorable, though it is by far not the best. Um, okay. What fictional character do you relate to the most? Well... I don't know how on the record I should go about my personal life. <laughs> but if I had to pick someone from a movie, Juno is... It's <laughs> good. Definitely my life. Um, if I had to pick, like, now in my old wise age, definitely um, if I'm, like, I get to be a Disney princess, Belle. I love the fact that she reads a lot. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of things I don't love decision-wise that she does, but I do enjoy reading. Love a good library. I mean, she also elevates personality over looks. 
Very much so. So, Abby, this next question, I want to be clear that there is a correct answer. I'm prepared. Who was one of your first celebrity crushes? <laughs> oh, man. Getting right into it, aren't we? <laughs> Just need to know. Um, it's, it is true. You may have heard. <laughs> Um, that I, I really did from a young age, not just like George W. Bush, (laughs) but like, I remember finding him attractive at like six, seven years old, just thinking like, what a cute guy. (laughs) I don't know if I was attracted to like elderly men or power. Um, but I mean, I watched an interview with him a few weeks ago and let's just say the feelings are not dissolved. He is still, he's great. How can you he's not like him? He's such a treat. Man, Lucky if Laura. I had to think of one of my first crushes, I'm going to go with uh, Lance Bass from NSYNC. <laughs> Bold. <laughs> that, that's really brave of you. It didn't really pan out. Yeah. I just didn't want to be the girl who liked the main guy. Totally. Everybody loved Justin Timberlake and his ramen noodle hair. Oh. But I was like, nah, I want that guy in the back corner. And I saw he did a Disney Channel concert. NSYNC did a Disney Channel concert. And in the little interviews in between, he talked about how he took his Bible with him everywhere he went. Oh, my god! so gosh. I just thought, oh, that's the kind of man I need to marry. It's like the Jonas Brothers wearing purity rings. Like, you knew. Like, it's just like that. Wow. I also loved all the guys. Hanson brothers. Well, two of the Hanson brothers. Why didn't you like one of the other ones? Or the he other just ones? wasn't cute. Oh, I, would, I didn't find them cute at all, but I did like the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Um, okay, my last question for you. What is the most recent thing you've done for the first time? That's really hard because we've been stuck inside for so long. Lived through a pandemic. Yes, that's a good this one. This is the first time I'm living through a global pandemic. Was yesterday the first time that you walked eight miles? Yesterday was, in fact, the first time I walked eight miles. Um, not to be confused with the Eminem movie, Eight Mile. <laughs> I just walked eight I miles. I didn't even know Eminem, Eminem <laughs> had a movie. I you probably weren't allowed to watch it. Um, I don't think I was allowed to watch it. I do remember watching it with my brother late at night after my mom was asleep and could tell us not to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Those are the best. Yeah. Abby, what's something you're working on or looking forward to right now? Oh. <sighs> I think I'm most looking for one thing I'm actively working on. I'm in school. I'm working on getting my bachelor's with a focus in psychology and sociology. Um, I would just like to give a shout out to my professors for having a lot of grace with me because working full time and going to school full time is a lot. But but working on that now, um, I'm able to look ahead and be really excited for opportunities that that will open up for me in the future. So. Hopefully your professors also don't know that you have a podcast. Yeah, because they would be like, are you literally spending time talking about the movie Clueless when you could be writing papers about embryos? <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, Taylor and I have a fun update of something we are working on together which is we are training with a couple other friends. I don't think they're training. It's really just Taylor and I that are I'm training. I'm pretty sure we're the only ones training. Um, to do the Rim to River hike at the Grand Canyon, and we have affectionately named our training Couch to Rim to River. So as you can tell, Taylor and I, we, we love the couch. We love watching movies. <laughs> Reading books. Reading books. I quilt on the couch. Oh, quilting. 
Um, but, but we are really serious about being able to do this, uh, without dying. Hopefully fingers crossed. As we've learned, there's three ways out of the Canyon. Well, two, you die and a helicopter comes to get you. You nearly die and a helicopter comes to get you or you walk out and we're really aiming for walk out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, that went dark. Um, okay. So, uh, what have you been doing to prep this week? Ooh, so this week, I well, kind of spoiled it with your eight mile walk. I kind of, <laughs> I, I threw that in early. I apologize. That's true. Um, well, we did do a two mile walk. We had aimed to do longer, but my legs couldn't handle it. <laughs> Those um, portions. I know, but I actually think it was my shoes. So the next day I put on different shoes and I walked eight miles. Um, Great. I what did. shoes did you oh your hiking shoes no I put on my shoes my obnoxious pink and yellow shoes that you think are really stupid oh <laughs> um but they worked um at one point though I did have to have my husband come pick me up because I had to go to the bathroom <laughs> and I was a good like 25 minutes from my house that'll do it so I uh this is unrelated in a sense but my the first half marathon I ever ran I thought I really have to pee but I don't I don't have time. Like they're shooting the gun. My, I was in Corral D so way far back, but I was like, I don't want to miss it. And I was like, this is probably just nerves. Once I start running, I will be totally fine. Okay. Like that happens. Cause you feel nervous. You feel like you have to pee, right. but really you don't. Uh, literally the whole 13 miles I had to pee so bad. And every time I saw a bathroom stop, I like, Oh, should I stop? I have to go so bad. No, just keep going. Like just keep pushing through. And I don't know, like now whenever I'm running or walking and have to pee and it's like, I've got a mile left and I'm like thinking I can't make it. I'm like, you ran 13 miles with a full bladder. You never stopped once. I never stopped once. And then I think my body was just super depleted because by the time I finished, I didn't have to go anymore, but I didn't like pee myself. I I just, (laughs) I think my body, I don't know. I really contemplated peeing myself on my eight mile walk. (laughs) I mean, talk about chafing. (laughs) Here's what stopped me because really... (laughs) There was no one outside who would have cared. <laughs> I was walking like sidewalks, so just around neighborhoods and whatever. But it's, so it's like nobody that would have seen me would have cared. But how was I going to explain that to my husband and children when I got home? You didn't need to. Not a risk I was willing to take. Right to the shower. Well, can I, I, I the, can I ask you, would you be, would you have, were you imagining yourself just keeping walking and peeing while you're walking? I think. So, okay, maybe I wasn't going to stop and just let it happen because maybe if I was walking, it would fly off. <laughs> okay. So not a trickle down, but a trickle back. That's right. You okay. don't want to be behind that. It might be uh, valuable for us to research depends or something like that for the Grand Canyon. Depends if you would like to sponsor yeah, if you'd us. Like to sponsor us. We we'll are accepting it. sponsorships. Uh, because honestly, like, where do you go to the bathroom there? Do you just, there's like... bathrooms. Oh, okay, good. I was, there are like holes in the ground, but they exist and it's like every three miles well that's fine okay but also depends if you want to sponsor us we'd love that we'll We'll gladly wear yeah your depends i wonder if that would be comfortable while hiking i mean it surely wouldn't no (laughs) okay um uh, what did i do to prep this week i walked we walked last sunday yeah got to people watch and walk there were people um and a random cat being fed Mm -hmm. in like a dish yeah um and then we walked again this week that i think that was about the extent that i did i'm trying to remember my week it's like all blank right now when i'm thinking about it yeah you posted some sunsets on instagram while you were walking okay (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, what are you most confident of for our couch to room to river? I'm pretty confident that I'm probably going to have to like carry you at one point on my back. <laughs> <laughs> like just over a little stream or something. <laughs> oh. What about you? I'm confident that I will want to quit before we even reach the canyon floor. <laughs> <laughs> before we even reach the canyon. Yeah. You're like, oh, look, a pancake We, place. like, get out of the taxi at the trailhead. Taxi? Like, what is this, 1998? We have to take a taxi. No, you take an Uber, don't you? Either way. Okay, so get out of the taxi. And just go, this was a bad idea. Okay, you're pretty confident of that. No, I'm confident I will push through a lot of things. Yeah, you will. But I'm also confident I'll probably cry at some point. Yeah, you probably will. (laughs) Uh, What are you most afraid of? Dying. Okay, just point blank dying. Just, yeah. Uh, You know that scene on New Girl where Nick, like, pulls off the road because he's moving in with Caroline, but he's scared, and then he, like, throws his keys, and then they're, like, trapped in that desert overnight. Yes. And Nick and Jess run into the mountain lion. That's what I'm most afraid of, is that we're just going to be hiking along, laughing, having fun, and right in our path, (laughs) a bobcat. What do you do? I mean, Uh, Jess handles it. I don't know. We will have guys with us, so surely one of them could, like, punch it? I I would probably... That's what you do with a shark. You punch it in the nose. Yeah, but this is not a shark. We are in the Grand Canyon on dry land. Yeah, well... We got to get rid of it somehow. Maybe I'll bring my pepper spray. Pepper spray is a great idea. That just seems like it'd make it really mad. Okay. That's our update on Couch to Rim to River. Stay uh, listening in. Each week, we're going to be bringing you a new update as this program gets closer and eventually comes to an end come mid-October. So yeah, stay tuned we'll, for updates. We'll update you on... Well, I guess you'll know if we didn't make it because there will be no more podcasts. <laughs> just like one. <laughs> this is it. Or claim to fame. Yeah, that'll be it. People can predict our own death. (laughs) All right. So another update that we just want to regularly bring to you guys. So near a place that we frequent for lunch, um, there's a Jeep that is parked in the parking lot. We assume that this person is an employee at one of the businesses around there. Um, But we don't know because we've never actually seen them. But on the back, like passenger windows of the car is like a life-size cutout of queen elizabeth long live the queen god bless the queen um like waving so it just it really brings us a lot of joy we don't know why it's there we hope maybe the person responsible for it listens to the show and writes into us Mm -hmm. um but since we get to see the queen on a regular basis we want to bring you guys updates on the real queen with just kind of a top headline of the week and very little information attached to it. So (laughs) this week, as in yesterday, I Googled Queen Elizabeth News (laughs) and Google told me that the Queen and Prince Philip, is it Philip or is it Charles? No, Charles is her son. Philip will soon be residing in different homes as she returns to Buckingham Palace and he just chills somewhere else. And I would tell you where either of those places are, but they mentioned a lot of houses that they frequent. I'm going to seem super ignorant. Are they married? (laughs) Did you just say husband? Yes. But he's not the king because the queen's spouse can't be the king, but the king's spouse can be the queen. Oh, dang. I love that. Yeah. 
Come so on. it was like a big deal. Like watch the crown, I guess, if you want to find out about it. But it was like a big deal that he is a prince, I think. Prince Philip. Don't quote me on that. But if you want to know more about the queen and her husband's living arrangements. So are they separated right people. now? com. No, he retired from public life. And she's still in public life, yeah. as we know. I don't know. I feel like she should retire from public life, but you know what? That is really disrespectful. <laughs> but also, Queen Elizabeth II, if you would like to sponsor us, yes, we we, we accept are it. accepting payment in the form of crumpets. British citizens' tax dollars. Oh, I would go for crumpets and tea, but or that. Yeah, but uh, we'll keep checking in on her. We sure will. Okay, next up, the movie Clueless. We watched right. it. We did. So, okay. Like right now, for example, the Hadians need to come to America. But some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? And it's like, when I had this garden party for my father's birthday, right? People came that, like, did not RSVP. So I was, like, totally bugging. But by the end of the day, it was like, the more, the merrier. And so, if the government could just get to the kitchen, rearrange some things, we could certainly party with the Hadians. Wow. You guys talk like grown-ups. Oh, well, this is a really good school. Mr. Hall was way harsh. He gave me a C minus. <laughs> well, he gave me a C, which drags down my entire average. Oh, there was a stop sign. I totally passed. You tried driving in platforms. Oh, should I write them a note? Ew, get off of me. Ah, oh, as if. Cher's got attitude about high school boys. It's a personal choice everyone has got to make for themselves. I mean, you see how picky I am about my shoes, and they only go on my feet. Whatever. Well, there goes your social life. I'm gonna be a supermodel. How many times have you seen that movie? Well, I thought I had seen it at least once as a child, but the deeper I got into the movie, the more I was like, I don't remember any of this. Really? So it felt very fresh. Maybe it was like you had seen like some of it on TV or something. For sure. And I'm sure they cut out parts. Um, We want to start with just kind of a general plot about the movie. So I did my best to explain what I felt like the purpose of this movie was in like one sentence. Love it. So... Clueless is a 1995 film about Cher Horowitz, a rich, popular, pretty high school girl who loves giving makeovers to other people in order to make her own life better. Yeah, could we just give a shout out to 1995? I mean, I also looked up when this movie came out because I was like, the style is completely classic. You can't beat it. Classic's a word. Classic's a word. I would not dress like it. But then also, I was just thinking about other great things that came in 1995. I was born in 95. Hey-o. And Mariah Carey's song Fantasy, which is in my top 10 all-time favorites, also came out. So there was really a lot of good things coming out in 1995. And this is just just one of the things that came out. So I looked up a few random facts about the movie Clueless. Because you know me, Abby. I can't just take anything at surface level you sure can we have to dive deep so a few fun things to know this movie was shot in 40 days i feel like that's a really short time i do too to shoot a movie at least from the things i hear where people are like we did the scene for three hours i'm like yeah there's a lot of scenes and a lot of outfit changes oh my gosh so many it's said that it's loosely based on jane austen's emma i've never read that 
Have so you seen Emma? I have not, but I'm going to take the internet's word for it that that's accurate. I would. I have seen Emma. I haven't read it, but I would agree with that. I don't really read Jane Austen, mostly because I never understood Pride and Prejudice. It's super confusing. So there's that. Um, so in the movie, Cher talks about how her mom died from liposuction, <laughs> which I thought is super terrible, but also like how many people die from liposuction? Not many. Not very many. According to WebMD, between 1994 and 1995, or 98, about 20 in every 100,000 people who had lipo died. What's crazy is that doesn't seem like a lot, but that was actually higher than the death rate for motor vehicle accidents in the United States at the time. Oh my gosh. We've gotten a lot so worse it is at a driving. Lot. We have. Seriously. So RIP shares mom. Yep. Um, and then my last little fact is Stacy Dash, who plays Dion, was the oldest cast member. She was 29. Oh, my gosh. That's so old. And she was playing a 15-year-old. She's so beautiful, though. She's very beautiful. Oh, my beautiful. gosh. And, I mean, like, all of those people look older than 15. Oh, for sure. I spent half the movie wondering how old they were until they mentioned taking their driver's license test. Yeah. Yeah. But she's really beautiful and looked super young, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. She... I, one of the things that I had noted... Part of why 15 was not believable for me was it was very obvious from the very first scene that Cher had lip fillers or Alicia Silver For sure. Silverstein? Silverstone? Silverstone? You'll get there. Silverstone. I'll get there. Had lip lip fillers, especially on her top lip. Um, a couple notes that I had from the movie. Uh, her closet reminded me of... A dry cleaner? Um, no, a little <laughs> bit but of Hannah Montana's closet. You know how yes. they program it? I'm sure Hannah Montana got that inspiration from clueless Probably. which speaking of ins- inspiration i felt like a lot of movies that came out in like early 2000s were like inspired by clueless i got some like legally blonde vibes legally blonde princess diaries like in the classroom where they're doing the debate yes. scene mean girls there's just lots of mm-hmm. other things yeah so shares the main character her best friend uh dion is dating a guy named murray they are a really fun couple to watch throughout the movie um and throughout the movie she really is trying to make people's lives better by making them look better and in Which, turn makes spoiler alert that's not how life works it isn't it isn't though it seems to work really well for her you know she's getting bad grades she realizes oh i'm not getting bad grades because i'm a bad student i'm getting bad grades because my teacher is unhappy right so she decides i feel like it's unethical on the teacher's part uh your happiness should not determine my grades yeah i i feel like it was a very like narcissistic viewpoint from share of like it's not me yeah it's not me it's you so let me fix you. Right. And uh, so she does. She fixes up her teachers. They literally, like, you think that that's the storyline of the movie because it's, like, where the attention is at the beginning of the movie. Right. And they have a meet cute where they're sitting on the bench. The teachers meet up. They're drinking coffee. It's cute. And then you don't see them again for an hour. Right. Like, literally for the rest of the movie until the very end, that storyline is over. Yes. And so then she moves on to the new girl at school, wants to give her a makeover and help her get in with the popular crowd. Um, and that kind of carries throughout the movie. Um, and then is there one other person she wants to give a makeover to? Uh, I don't think there's another makeover. Uh, then she like kind of makes over herself, I guess, at the end. Her inner 
self. Yes. Inner beauty. Yeah. Um, I love movies and shows with makeover scenes. Like Princess Diaries, yes. Queer Eye, every time it gets to like JVN doing their hair. Oh my gosh, I cry every time. I I just love it. It's so fun to me to see people change. Do you remember that show um, on like TLC in the 2000s? Was was it Stacy Clinton and some guy? What not to wear? Stacy and Clinton, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe that's <laughs> it. But where they would like bring in the mm-hmm. person's whole closet into this like studio, and then they would go burn through it. everything. They'd and literally they're like, be like, "No, you terrible! You can't wear that." Yeah, I don't love that vibe. I do love the vibe now that we have of things where it's like, let's build them up, let's so- show them how yes, great they are, and not tear them down. I. Do love that you remember them with British accents, <laughs> though neither of them were from England. Well, no, terrible. <laughs> Burn it. Cheerio. <laughs> it's trash. <laughs> uh, one other big plot t- twist of this movie, spoiler alert, but not really because this movie is 25 <laughs> years old. So, like, if you Thanks. haven't seen it by now, don't be mad at us. Is that Cher has an ex stepbrother because her father is. Just not a great guy, it seems like. Not no. reliable, kind of hard to be married to. Um, played by Paul Rudd. And in the movie, his name is Josh. And they uh, eventually fall in love and, and share a little Mm-mm. kiss. Just for the record, I would like to state that I'm not a fan of that love story. <laughs> but it's just so weird. It's like it, so it's, weird. To me, it's... It's weird because like he's basically living at their house. Yeah, like it feels like they're still step siblings. Yes, for sure. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. Not a fan. So I do want to go back to kind of like the beginning of the movie and just some initial thoughts that I had Let's as I'm it. watching this with fresh eyes. Number one, the opening like title stuff. I just got really big like word art vibes from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like maybe they made that in PowerPoint back in the 90s. Definitely. PowerPoint. I definitely remember the like squiggly words and yeah. all of that. So big props to their design department because mm-hmm. seemed like they put a lot of effort into something I could have made as a 12-year-old. That's not true. I'm sure it was very hard. Um, Cher's closet. So when we like start the movie, she's going through her whole closet and she has that computer where she goes through and like picks different parts of her outfit and puts it on. It's like she's a paper doll because it even puts it on her. Mm-hmm. So one, like how rich do you have to be in 1995 to be able to do that? Incredibly. Two, how long do you think it took for her to like catalog all of those clothes and how they look on her? Oh, she didn't do it. Some Someone else did it. I'm do sure. Do you think the technology in 1995... Was advanced enough. No, I think someone can't. The, the person who installed that, she was like, and you're going to make sure all of this is in the computer system? I also, at the very beginning, shares like, is she making breakfast for her dad? I think so. I think so. She's like making breakfast for him on it, on his way out or something. And she's like his personal assistant. And I didn't, I didn't like that. For the boys. And that kind of happens a few times in the movie. She like packs him for the trip. She makes, she makes tea for him. Tea, the orange thing she like grabs an orange from his office window and like fresh squeezed orange juice height of luxury i i don't like that i don't think your child should be your assistant however if people do feel that is appropriate then maybe i will train my children (laughs) to (laughs) i fundamentally disagree with this but it would be nice (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah so 
there's that. I will say one of my favorite lines from the movie happened in the beginning where she's introducing all of her friends uh-huh. and she's talking about Dion and she says, she's my friend because we both know what it's like to have people be jealous of us. And Come I think <laughs> maybe that should be the tagline for our show. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if the mutual feeling is that people are jealous of us. It maybe is annoyed. We both know what it's like to have people annoyed with us. Maybe. Um, That's probably more accurate. But yeah, Dion is, I think she's my favorite character. She's so funny. I like that she makes her boyfriend call her Miss Dion. Uh-huh. Like, get on my level. Yeah. Um, I also like that she thinks her boyfriend's cheating on her and she comes with receipts in she, the form of a hair extension. And I can't remember who says it to who, but he, I think he says to her, like, have you been jeeping on me? And I was like, ooh, I don't know what that is. So I looked it up. I didn't know what half the things they said meant. I, yeah. Thank you, Urban Dictionary. It essentially just means you are cheating on your boyfriend or girlfriend in a car. Oh. <laughs> it's cheaping. But she okay. did. She had the polyester braid oh, yeah. weave. She knew it wasn't her because it was of low quality. Yes. And she, yeah, she was mad that he would even think that would be hers. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. So our first love story in the movie you mentioned is the teachers, which I know I know in your love of makeovers, you've seen this happen where it's like all they do is remove glasses and all of a sudden yes. they're beautiful. Yeah. And with Mrs. Geist, they like, or Miss Geist, they remove her glasses and she has a few butterfly clips in her hair. They take those out. They give her the little tussle. (laughs) And all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. She's kind of pretty. Yeah. So I was thinking we wear glasses regularly. Pretty regularly. Mostly because we can't read without them. Um, Well, Abby can't see anything without her glasses. (laughs) But then I'm like, are we the ugly ducklings when we we have glasses glasses on? If we took them off, would we be like Cher? We should do a game where I do a certain amount of time wearing glasses versus not wearing glasses and see how many times I get asked out in both times. I like that. Considering right now I get asked out zero, it would probably not change. I don't know. Maybe we should do it on a dating app. One app. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. No glasses. Great idea. I probably would have to do a different name because all these fans are going to be. True. We can't have (laughs) just... Yeah, no. listeners asking you out on a date Jeez. oh man oh man <clears throat> oh but yeah. yeah they do they give her literally 30 second makeover and she she looks like a new woman yeah and a poem from cliff's notes cliff's and notes. all of a sudden they're in love yeah and the french roast coffee there was yeah. it was layered there was effort it was layered yeah i did so by the time we had finished their story i didn't realize their story was finished mm-hmm. at that point but i did kind of feel like if Cher applied half the effort to school as she does to making people over for her own benefit, I think her grades would be better and she wouldn't have to change people's lives. To get them to bump her from a C plus to an A minus. Yeah. I agree with that. Quite a big leap. I will say I, you know, was homeschooled. So the the classroom context for me, I was like, this cannot be real. Yeah. Also, all those people with like nose coverings because they had had plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was whoa. so funny. But just like the level of the classroom was lackadaisical, though the teacher tried to keep it in line. But like there was literally no learning going on in that environment. I can't imagine that any of those kids had an A in any class. None of them. 
I loved when they were at gym and like all the girls are dressed in their like little black and white outfits and just like leaning against the fence on their cell phones and they're like I can't because my doctor said blah blah blah. My favorite was Dion where she's like uh, my tennis coach doesn't want me getting training from any other yes. like lesser coach or whatever. I was like there you have it. There it is. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't feel like there was a lot of education happening at that school. Not Which at all. I would guess was probably a private school. Rich people don't send their kids to just any random Yeah, I guess a public or a private school where you can wear whatever you want because the skirts those girls would wear made them look like women of the night. There I was, were so many were, dress codes being broken. Like at one point, probably like a two inch inseam of a skirt. Skirts don't even have inseams if yeah. they did. I mean, this thing is the just skirt was very, just two inches long. And then fishnets. And I just thought like, you're not at school right now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I was not a fan. I mean, I know like the outfits are iconic. But I just thought, I do not want my children wearing that to school. No. Well, they wouldn't be allowed to, would they? No. They can barely wear yoga pants to school. Okay, there were a couple of moments within this movie uh, throughout the making over, setting people up, trying to make her life better by making other people's lives better that were uh, pretty traumatic, that they, that, yeah. that they just tried to slip in. So at one point, they're all at a party. It's wild. And one of her friends from school... Elton uh, convinces Cher that she can ride home with him and he'll take her home. And Cher's not interested in Elton, but he tries to make a move. Inappropriate. Cher does Mm -hmm. the right thing, getting out of that car. Yep. It was funny, though, because she was like, no, leave me. Like, go away. So he drives away. And then she's like, where are you going? (laughs) Like, you just told him to leave. Um, And so then uh, with a incredibly quick dramatic change of events she's crying because he just left her and then she gets held up at gunpoint yeah which is it it's maybe a two or three minute scene it's not very long no but i was like traumatized it just like they why like why did they why couldn't she just i don't know why they needed to put that in there yeah well because the resulting thing is that she loses her phone and her purse and she has to call josh which like this is how you know it's 1995. A, there's a payphone in the parking lot. Yep. B, she has his number memorized <laughs> yeah. and just knows to call him. But it's like, she could have just called Josh because he left her. Yeah. Not because yeah. she got held up. I think they were trying to say, like, she really doesn't want to call Josh. This is the lowest of the low. Maybe. But then she's whining to Josh. And wh- while she was whining, all I could think about was, like, her whining voice literally sounds like Caillou. So then I'm like, yeah. who does the voice of Caillou? Alicia Silverstone. I'm kidding. It's not she her. Should. But it could be. It, it she could just be. Like, she like goes into whining and she's like, Josh, please come get me. I just got held up. Please come get me. And then he goes, where are you? And she says, Sun Valley. And then hangs up. Like she doesn't give him the address. She doesn't say like what yes. business she's in yes. front of. Next scene, she's in the car with them. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the movie, I'm going to move us towards the end. The movie uh, starts to wind down. Cher has one love interest that ends up not working out, Christian. Fun fact about his character, Paul Rudd actually auditioned at first to play Christian because he thought in, you know, the mid-90s to portray a cool gay guy would have been kind of cutting edge and really cool. He didn't get that part. So then he asked to audition for Murray, which is Dion's boyfriend, Mm -hmm. also didn't get that. And he eventually was cast as Josh, which is perfect. Paul's a perfect Josh. Paul's like a great, like... Big brother. Next door. Yes. Big brother that you kiss. <laughs>
so so Christian doesn't work out, and then Cher runs into this really existential crisis because who is she, who, who's going to love her? Who's going to love her? And she realizes I am gorgeous on the outside. Nothing needs to be done, but I do need to do a makeover on myself internally. Yep. She looks at art. <laughs> Step um, one. She visit like, a museum. Yeah, she does. <laughs> like cuts to her like looking at art. She uh, serves at a like a community event, and she really just works on the betterment of herself. And yeah. um, then comes to the wild, wild conclusion that she is in love with her. St- ex-stepbrother Josh. Well, not until she realizes that Ty is in love with her ex-stepbrother Josh. That's high school for you. That's true. They are 15, (laughs) 16 years old. Bounce, bounce, bounce. What do they know? Um, Yeah. That's kind of the climax of the movie because then they're both at the house together considering they're like siblings. And I don't even remember the, the series of events that happens to get to them sitting well, on the... Well, the lawyer guy gets mad at Cher for messing up the paperwork. Oh. And then he's like, if you wouldn't be playing footsies with that kid, blah, 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 and basically calls her an idiot and leaves. And then Josh is like, no one cares about me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's not true. And he's like, are you saying you care about me? Okay, you've really locked this away for as much as you hate it. It's <laughs> Because I... It's stuck burned. in my mind. It's so yuck. And then they have they share a kiss. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to a wedding. Yeah. Reinsert Mr. Hall and Miss What's her name? Geist. 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 Yeah. Getting married. Which is a lot to happen in the course of like less than a year. Like we're they're still in school. Oh yeah. But I mean they're old. Well, true. I, guess I think they're just know, like, you know. yeah. And I just think you're like, you're well. 47. They said Mr. Hall was 47. I was like, he looks like he's 67. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, oh, I could believe that she's in her 40s. Oh, for sure. But he looked way older. Maybe he's had a hard life. I also only think of him as the T-Rex in Toy Story. Really? I only think of him as the inconceivable guy in Princess Bride. Yes. Professor Inconceivable is kind of what I put him in my notes as. So, yeah. So, that's uh, uh, the movie. Yeah. Uh, in For closing, sure. Taylor, do you have any other just like random thoughts or what were your overall feelings? So my overall feelings about the movie, um, I understand why it's kind of like a cult classic. There's yeah. some nostalgia around it. It's the 90s. Who doesn't love the 90s? I think the soundtrack slays. For sure. Every song, I was like, yes. It slaps. I love this Shoot. song. At the yep. beginning? Yep. Oh, man. So good. It's it's just good. And it keeps getting better every time a new song plays. Here I go. Here I go. Here I go. Abby, you're going to get us what? in trouble with licensing copyright. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was putting my own flair on it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, spicy take? I paid $4 to rent this movie in HD, which I don't know why there's an HD option. Why, why are we still doing SD versus HD? Well, this is 2020. That I don't understand. But also, was there actually HD in 1995? Do they re- remaster it? Maybe. I don't know. But I paid $4 for HD, and I kind of want my $4 back. Maybe you should write Apple. 
I didn't. I rented it from Amazon. I could tell them that my children purchased it. But yeah, I didn't. It was just so all over the place. I didn't feel like the acting was very good. The storylines were just not relatable. Like, well, would if you were watching it when it first came out as a teenager, do you think you would have liked it better? Like, would that have been like the cool movie to watch? Do you think? Uh, it probably would have been cool to watch as a teenager, but like my high school experience was nothing like that. Yeah. I don't think anyone's is. Yeah. And I also didn't know anyone that rich. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not relating on really any level other than maybe being terrified of driving on the freeway. I relate to that. Can we talk about how they make that scene where Dion accidentally drives on the freeway a hundred times more traumatic and, and dramatic than when Cher gets held at gunpoint? Oh, for sure. And one of those is much scarier than the other. Yeah, and it's not the was freeway. About to drive over them. Well, but it's not the. I would say being I, held no, at yeah, gunpoint. Yeah, that's not the scary part. The scary she, part's a gun being held to your head. And, but that's just like literally like she's just like okay, she's I don't like, want to ruin my, my dress. I mean, she made the right choice. Give the person what they ask for and get out of there. Yeah. But it seemed way more chill than it was. It was just like this very low key scene where he's like, all right, give me your phone. Give me your purse. Now get on the ground. And she's like, it's designer dress. And (laughs) she she speaks in a full sentence. That's like full on Kevin. Like, that's word save time. (laughs) (laughs) It's designer dress. Um, And then the freeway scene is just very traumatic for all of them they're all like screaming crying all of that uh yeah sorry that was a that was a little bunny trail that i had to go on what were your overall thoughts of the movie you know overall it is kind of an iconic movie there there have been lots of i feel like high school kind of coming of age drama you know films made that remind me of clueless um, and I love Paul Rudd. I would rewatch it. Paul Rudd is the rewatch value for me. For sure. Also, um, he does not age. Like, no. Paul Rudd in Clueless is Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yeah. Though I will say my favorite Paul Rudd is Friends Paul Rudd. Yeah. He's the He best. was such a delight on Friends. Oh, the best. Um, though I will say, you know, I, it really isn't my favorite. Like if we're putting it in a lineup of kind of like rom-coms from the 90s, it, it wouldn't be close to my top pick. No. Like it would have been like a fun. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm having friends over for my birthday. Let's watch Clueless. Yeah. It feels like a movie you have to watch. Yes, at least once. But I feel like with a lot of those things, whether it's a book or a movie or whatever, like anything that's a classic, air quotes, I think... For me, I just generally don't enjoy them or I don't get it always. You don't get the hype. Yeah. I, I get that. Um, I had one other note that I, it's so incredibly random, but I really do feel like it needs to be said. And that is if you end up watching this movie, please pay attention to um, the the fact that Paul Rudd's character Josh is consistently eating out of like the fridge containers. The food is not in like Tupperware. It's like lunch meat in a fridge drawer. Oh, and that lunch meat was in like the Costco size. No, but it was like the fridge drawer, it seemed like. Like he pulled out <laughs> the drawer so and it was just filled with lunch meat. Yeah. Open lunch meat. Same with the carrots. Mm-hmm. 
So that I thought was kind and of interesting. Didn't put any is, of that back. Is that rich people stuff? I don't know. I'm it not feels rich. kind of rich to me. I don't know. I my one last like random thing from this movie that I just couldn't let go of, and I thought that it just brought me joy, was when they're driving to the party in the valley, uh-huh. and they're using that atlas, and it's not like the big giant atlas, but it's like. It's big, it's big, but there's, like, lots of pages. Book, spiral-bound atlas. Yes, and they're just, like, trying to find, like, it's this exit or whatever. And, like, I remember as a kid going on vacation with my family and my parents having, like, you know, the, the atlas huge. of the United States of America. <laughs> it's so true. And, like, I don't know how we got anywhere. And I, I remember when I started driving, like, Google Maps still didn't technically exist, and we would like print off map quest instructions, and I thought that was baller because I'm like, okay, I'm looking for exit number one thirty seven. But the Atlas, the Atlas, like they were Lewis and Clark on this expedition always, to a party, always, every time. It's I, I mean, the Atlas is just one of those things I'm thankful for modern technology. Yeah, that's one area of my life where I would suffer. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Um. Okay, so as we cover movies, we're going to be talking about, like, the biggest reach. What was, like, yeah. a plot hole or something? But for the sake of staying in theme with Clueless, what was your as-if moment from this movie? As-if. As-if. So I mentioned earlier, like, I've never been to a high school party like that or an any age party like that. Um, I was never invited. <laughs> I'm sure they existed. Well, not to that degree. I mean, that party they have in the warehouse is, like, insane. Um, I think that was a college party. Either way, I don't know who's <laughs> funding these parties. <laughs> they have like full on bands and like everything. So the whole like party thing was a reach for me. That's just Big not reach. my experience. But I think the biggest reach is just the love story between Cher and Josh. Like I just maybe that happens more than we know. But to me, it just seems it's a reach. Really As out there. If, like, I feel like if she was commentating on someone else's life, she would see that happen and be like, oh, as it. Yeah. Also, why couldn't he just be, like, her friend's brother? That would be way more appropriate. Way easier to do. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of partying, that's where my favorite uh, quote comes in, which is where she's, like, on the couch with Josh. And she's like, believe it or not, or she was like, call me crazy, but sometimes I, like, vegging out more than partying. Probably because my party clothes are so binding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> um, that's like me getting home from work every day. I'm like, yeah. these clothes are so binding. It's like you're literally wearing a loose t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, but I need sweatpants. Um, yeah, for me, I think my biggest as-if moment was just the high school in general. Uh, the amount of money these kids had. The um, the costumes. It's hard to say outfits. Yeah. Uh, and then just the level of neglect that the teachers gave to the students. Like, I just feel like they were allowed to do whatever they wanted. Um, I can't really relate to anything about it. Like, it just, because being homeschooled, the only thing I could relate to is when she, like, would skip school to help her dad. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, like, I kind of know what that's like. <laughs> but, yeah, that to me just, I, I was really having a hard time connecting the dots of that being real. Before we do our final rewatchability score or rating, I think we should do a would you rather. Love it. Um, so I my would you rather question for Clueless is would you rather be your dad's assistant 
or date your ex-stepbrother. And for the sake of entertainment, let's say your ex-stepbrother is Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. I don't even have to think about it. It would be weird. I get it. I've just criticized her for doing it. I get I get it. But it's Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. And you get like you get past that. You're like, oh yeah, our parents were married at one point, but we are not related at all. Fair enough. I could I could justify it in my mind. If it was Paul Rudd, I would consider encouraging you in that pursuit. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, so much. Wow, I'm feeling very affirmed. Um, I will say I would rather be my dad's assistant than her dad's assistant. Oh, for sure. Her dad was not the a nice worst. Guy. Cranky. Okay, I have a would you rather for you. Would you rather have Cher's closet or her car? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's like, that is interesting, but... Her clothes don't translate well to our current time. Um, I also think I would just no, go... No, I think I'm more talking about the mechanics of the closet. Oh, okay. A picture outfits for you, but it could be filled with your clothes or clothes that you like. Okay. In that case, probably her closet. I do have a deep aversion to Jeeps. Um and Really? Where does yeah. that stem from? When Beget and I first got married... We inherited his parents' Jeep Grand Cherokee, which Brian thought was like the height of luxury to have For a sure. Grand Cherokee. And they do have kind us, of a cult following. They they do, hundred percent. I have learned, um, but it just like it had a defect in it that like constantly it was like a piece of plastic in the door that would sever a wire, and so. The win- the first sign of it like being bad was like the windows would stop working. You couldn't make them go up or down. And then one day we would go out to start the car and the battery would just be dead. Bummer. So we had to buy new batteries like all the time. And it wasn't like no one took care of the car or anything like that. It was literally a defect that was common in like lots of them. And so because of my trauma of having to like replace it all the time, I'm like, I never want a Jeep again. So that's my deep aversion to Jeeps. I also feel like the Jeeps without tops are like very dangerous they're not practical but it looks cool okay what would you rank this on a scale of zero to ten or betty ten bettys <laughs> would be great you learn what bettys were during this movie if you don't know what we're referencing when they make over their teacher she goes she's not quite a betty but she looks better than she did or something <laughs> like that so yeah apparently a betty, betty is, is good just, yeah really pretty um I feel like I'm actually being really generous with this, but it's mostly out of fear of people hating us. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. It's probably actually lower than that. Okay. Um, Just again, like it was not, it was not relatable. It was hard to follow. Like lots of storylines, lots of storylines. I just feel like they didn't focus on anything. They were weaving a sweater with how many different (laughs) strands of thread they had going. That is accurate. So I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, I put it as a four. Like I said, it was my second time to watch it. Um, It is quotable. It's fun. It's kind of an easy hang. Like it's not anything that you have to really pay attention to. Um, But it's not like what I'm going to be like pulling out. Yeah, I That I want to show people. Same. Sorry, Clueless. All right, so that wraps up our thoughts on the movie Clueless. Um, we hope that you don't disagree with everything we said. Maybe if you want to disagree with some nuggets. of it, that's okay. 
Yeah. But not all of it. Not all of it. Please. We need you on our team. Please affirm us. Yeah. Please let us know on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you find us that you agree. And if you disagree, don't let us know. All right. So before we wrap up for the day, we um, wanted to do a segment called Passing Notes, which is where um, we're going to put one thing in our burn book of something that we really don't love about the week and then also write something a love letter. So is there anything uh, specific that you want to put in your burn book? Mm, This week, I think I'm going to have to put my shin splints (laughs) very swollen burn book um turns out walking eight miles hurts yeah that'll do it so what about you abby uh i would say i spent about an hour on the phone trying to track down a book that got lost in the mail and all the conversations of like oh you need to call this person oh you need to call this person i did it i did it all right And I still ended up with a conversation with a lady named Peggy. I'm not putting her in my burn book. She was very sweet. But what she said to me was, we don't know where this is and we might never know. Yikes. (laughs) So I thought, like, I feel like it's kind of your job to know where packages are. But and then I was like, well, like, if it comes to you guys, how will I know? She was like, I don't know. Like, it just was a really rough situation. So I think I'm going to put faulty tracking systems and having to pay twice for a textbook in my burn book. Anything that you want to write a love letter to? So this week, I think I'm going to have to write a love letter to sports. We've yes. got the NBA is well into the final rounds of the playoffs, oh, which man. is exciting, although our team got out in the first round. Celtics won. fired our coach. And <laughs> the Celtics won? I don't know. We were... I was watching the game with a friend because I love the Celtics. They're my, my favorite basketball team. You love them team. so much you don't know if they won. Well, we were watching game seven and literally with like 30 seconds left on the clock, I fall asleep. <laughs> like, how could I not just like hold my eyes open? And then I like wake up and I was like, whoa, who won? And he was like, wait, you fell asleep? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. Who won? But I think the Celtics won. He didn't tell you who won? Well, he was like so perplexed that I was able to fall asleep during such like a, like, like the end of the game. Have you heard of Google.com? Well, yeah, but I mean, now it feels like a big deal. It wasn't in the moment. Like, <laughs> move on. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, yeah. So we have sports back. Um, football is starting. Yes. I Maybe hockey has been happening. I don't really know. Baseball's kind of been going on. I don't care about either of those. Um, football. Football and basketball. Yes. They're here. I know it's different, but I'm just glad to see sports again what about that um i'm going to write a love letter to nora efron and her book i feel bad about my neck it's a short little memoir um just about aging and it's very very funny like i've found myself laughing out loud a few different times because she's just like super witty um and her writing style is just it it communicates her humor really well and so i've really enjoyed that book. So, Nora Ephron, I love you, and I appreciate this book. And if you'd like to sponsor us. Yeah, Nora Ephron, if you want to sponsor us, like, I will be down for it. All right, well, this is kind of the end of the show. Normally here, um, we would read the reviews of the show. All the great reviews. What people Raving. are saying. Five there, stars. There's just so many out there. Um, we didn't have time to go through them all, but... I did ask my mom if she would listen to this show, and she said, depending on the content, she might. (laughs) Love the honesty. 
Uh, so. Honest moment for me, I haven't even told my mom. Well. I, I have to make sure the content's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll text your mom after this. <laughs> yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'd love if you would subscribe and leave us a review. Hopefully you would get that shout out at the end of the episode. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WorkWivesPod. Thank you for listening to WorkWives. We'll see you next week for more conversations that our coworkers are glad we're having with you and not them. We're out. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Nailed it.